0: Here we are in week 47 of the 50 States, 50 Weeks, and 50 Coffee Shop series. I'm talking with Brian Reynolds from Anthem Coffee in Washington today. He is the co-owner of the shop alongside his wife and his parents, and they've been open for over 16 years. Crazy! I actually heard about this shop from my sister-in-law, Kirsten, who recommended reaching out to Brian, and lo and behold, it was one of the few shops I've actually visited in Washington. Brian is very passionate about supporting his community as well as the people who work for him. You can hear it in his voice in this episode, and I hope you're as encouraged as I was. As we near the end of this series, if there's something you would like to know or would like me to cover in the recap at the end of the year, email me at show at gmail.com. With that, grab your coffee or tea, and let's dive right in.
1: Well, my name is Brian Reynolds, co-owner, co-founder of... Anthem Coffee. You know, we began December 8th of 2006. It was an endeavor that my mom and dad, Janie and Larry Reynolds, and then my wife and I, her name's Alicia. She's my junior high sweetheart, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and we had a six-month-old at the time we launched this thing, and he just turned 16. And He's now working in the company, which is so fun. You know, so we've got three generations a part of this thing. Wow. Yeah, you know, coffee in Washington State is... It's a ritual. It's, a, it's like a religion to some degree. There's coffee on every corner. I mean, obviously it's the Mecca of coffee <laughs> in the Pacific Northwest where Starbucks was, was birthed and kind of, you know, created a way, paved a way for some independent coffee shops to get to do what we do. I love the seeing the innovation that takes place with independent coffee houses and owners trying different things, you know, always trying to level up, whether it's the roasting process or the preparation or the service or the, there's just so many options for incredible Mm espresso-based beverages throughout this region. And so I'm constantly inspired by several, and I've ventured out to several different states kind of in the process of trying to figure out what Anthem would look like. And that journey in and of itself was a blast Uh, just to kind of, you know, choose the best parts of every cafe that I got to visit and decide kind of, this is how I want people to enjoy coffee. And that's the experience that we get to deliver through Anthem day in and day out. It's really believe that there's something for everyone. Uh, We haven't narrowed our niche focus towards just espresso-based beverages only, um, but we have a great espresso lineup, including, you know, drinks for young, old, and everyone in between, really. And that's what I think, you know, that's just true to who we are. We want to just serve the entire community. We want to add value to them. We want there to be that way that mom and dad and and grandkids – grandparents can all come to the same place and enjoy something so you know it's what we offer at anthem coffee is kind of rivals what starbucks does i guess to some degree i know some of these third wave coffee shops really have a a really small menu that's espresso focused but we have a lot of fun creating some fun beverages and everything from an actual creme brulee latte where we torch the top of a latte that we've made with vanilla and caramel and all that jazz to different things like a cold fashioned, right? Like uh, it's kind of our spin on a old fashioned cocktail, but with cold brew and, and the flavors that complement that. So, you know, we're just, like I said, every day still feels like day one to us, even though we're <laughs> celebrating 16 years, there's just still a lot of innovation, a lot of creativity and a lot of excitement around uh, cafe culture and, um, and our team members too, being able to participate in creating really fun beverages for people to enjoy.
0: Well, it sounds like your parents, is it your parents who whipped you in and your wife? Did they start out with this vision or was it a collaborative thing that you all wanted to say, we're going to do this. We're going to open a multi-generational coffee shop and it will be for anyone and everyone of all generations. What really drove that?
1: No. We never even grew up drinking coffee in my my household. Oh,
0: that's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) It's
1: like that. It it was one of these things where we're just your average Joes. You know, my dad spent a 33-year career uh, working for Camping World. At the time that this idea was suggested, it was suggested actually by my wife, Alicia, who was working at a, a local roastery called Delano's Coffee Roasters. They're a national roaster that helps and serves independent coffee retailers across the nation. And so huge shout out to Delano's. We wouldn't be where we're at today without them. And they're, they're located here in Sumner, Washington. They do great tours of their, their roastery. And they've even produced two U.S. barista champions, which is I think is something really, really cool. They just do a great job. But uh, my wife was working there kind of, and she's the one who threw the idea out. You know, what if we did a coffee shop as a family? Hmm. Yeah. And, you know, at the time, my mom and dad were, gosh, they were, close to being empty nesters. Uh, It was my sister, Allie and myself, but my parents had heard the story of this little girl who by the age of five had been through like 12 different foster homes in the area. Mm. And they they just felt like, man, we have the resources and the margin kind of to do something in this little girl's life. And so they ended up fostering her and then adopting her. And they went on to foster like eight kids and adopt four of them. So I have three additional sisters and a brother I've always wanted. So that's super cool. But it was in, in doing that that caused us to kind of go, how do, how could we get my dad to retire sooner and uh-huh. be more involved and invested in those kids' lives? And so, again, that's where my wife said, well, how about a coffee shop? And none of us knew what we were getting into, to be <laughs> honest. You know, you, you don't know. There's not a ton of money in an in independent coffee retail until you scale, right? Unless you can scale at large and, and do that. But, gosh, the idea of running our own business and kind of being in control of our own destiny, if you will, it just it was really exciting. And so we had an opportunity to, to open a shop right in our backyard, essentially, Puyallup, Washington. And that's where I'm from. If you know, you know, it's home to the Washington State Fair, but everybody who lives here calls it the Puyallup Fair still. So <laughs> um, this yeah, this was the birthplace Proudly. for us. And we opened in a downtown location and against so many people uh, advising us to not do it because it was kind of a, a depressed economy. It was uh, the downtown Puyallup area had nothing really but antique stores, and okay. just was kind of not happening at the moment, you know. Just, but for us, as we looked at the location, we had an opportunity to open in where our flagship store is today. We just had this incredible peace and a sense of this is it. Let's do it. Let's just move forward and trust the Lord and go for it, you know. Mm-hmm. So we did. We just stepped out in faith and uh, and opened this shop, and it was. It's been incredible. I mean, honestly. Uh, we, we were hitting the numbers we needed to hit right out of the gate on day one. And uh, more more importantly than even the viability of the business was just the fact that the community responded in such a way that they're like, man, we've needed this. We've needed a, a hub, a place where we could all gather and hang out. And I, I remember one of my favorite moments was when our News Tribune local paper ran an article and said they dubbed us kind of the the living room of Puyallup. That's what they they kind of referred to our coffee shop as.
0: I like I
1: just, that. That's, that's it, man. That's what we are. And yeah, true, true to that. That's as we've scaled, you know, we've, we've continued to try to find locations that have cafes, you know, like a lobby, a space for people to congregate, hang out and build relationships, start businesses, form bands, you know, it's just been incredible to see all the life that's sprung forth from our shops. So, so thankful for those moments.
0: Yeah, it's actually really evident, too, when I visited the Point Rustin location.
1: Oh, yeah, totally.
0: And I walked in, I just felt immediately at home. I I don't know just one single thing that I could point out to say this is why, but that is the feeling that I got. And it just so happened that my sister-in-law recommended you. And it happened to be one of the few shops that I've visited in Washington.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Right on, right on.
0: I am intrigued to hear a little bit about what you think of Washington coffee culture, especially being open for so long, how it may have changed over the years and what it's like now.
1: Wow, 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 wow. What I've loved about kind of the early days of coffee was there was so much collaboration, I think, when we first launched. So many other coffee shops, you know, we would kind of had no problem connecting with one another, sharing best practices, kind of challenging each, each other. We would do things like latte art throwdowns and just really there was this beautiful spirit of camaraderie in, in the community among baristas and shop owners and all that. I I'd, I'd just and I'd love to see it us get back there again, but I just remember where this barista community It wasn't pretentious in any way, shape or form, but it—it all of us caused each other to kind of just do better, pursue excellence for the, the end result of making sure that customers had the best experience possible. I'm not sure how we get back to that either, you know. I remember there was this one concept that had gone live. I can't remember what state it was in, but it was called a disloyalty card. And the idea of it was several coffee shops collaborated on this card. For the consumer, the consumer went and visited each one of these different, you know, independent coffee houses and tried their signature beverages um, just in an effort to kind of spread the love, right?
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I just think
1: there's enough to go around and there is some competition up here, but I just believe that collaboration is is the key to, I think, happiness and enjoying (laughs) what you do all the more. So I'd love to see something like that as we come out of the season of surviving and into this new kind of season of thriving again. So. That's kind of where what I'm thinking about.
0: So in a way that's changed, it sounds like from the beginning it was a little bit more collaborative and now it shifted to just surviving and trying to keep doors open and oh, hopefully rebalancing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. And we've had to, you know, like a year ago, we closed the store earlier this summer. We closed another store. So we went from eight to six, okay. but we are reopening that store that we closed this summer this upcoming Monday, believe it or not. And so uh, we were located directly across from a Starbucks location. And unbeknownst to us, when we closed in the summer, we had no idea that Starbucks was going to end up closing kind of at the beginning of October. And so we kicked everything into gear and ramped up hiring. And thankfully, we, we still had the rights to that location. And we were able to just basically turn the, you know, flip the switch and kick this thing back into gear. So we're we're ramping up plans for a grand reopening and we'll be back at seven stores by early this month. So super pumped.
0: Oh my goodness. It's always a little bit of a scary thing. I'm sure to close a location and not know if the doors will open again.
1: Oh, massively. No, I mean, and it's, it's heartbreaking too. Thankfully we were able to reallocate our team members to other locations and, you know, but yeah, it's freaky. It just is. It's heartbreaking, man, because, you know, it's what what we want to do is create the living room for whatever community we end up being in. And so now we'll get to re-engage. So super pumped.
0: That's awesome. How do you keep your passion alive? Because I hear it in your voice and I can tell that this is something you really enjoy.
1: Well, I drink a lot of coffee, Laura. That helps. <laughs> I'm, I'm sufficiently caffeinated. Dated. <laughs> what I love more than anything is that Anthem Coffee has become kind of a platform for other uh, people that we've employed to launch their dreams or launch into their future careers, whether it be in coffee or whatever else. And so, kind of, you know, just getting to run a business that is people-centered, uh, where we do our best to really try to understand the gifts of every person that comes into our care as as an employee helping to kind of refine their skills and their abilities, helping them to kind of even discover and become more confident about who they are and how they're wired and, and what they want to pursue in life. You know, we hope that, that we can be kind of a springboard for them or a place where they can sharpen those skills to get on uh, to whatever they want to do next. So that part, I just, nothing gets me out of bed faster than helping to unlock full potential in, in other people. You know, I get to do a lot of business consulting as well over the last several years In the areas of coffee and then the areas of many other industries. Uh, But what's so fun about that is just helping people to realize their gifts and their uh, uniquenesses and, and how they can benefit and bless the world around them when they, you know, step into their abilities fully. So, you know, getting to see that, we have 73 employees at the moment. It's always changing we're adding more or some people are moving, uh, you know, upward and onward or off to whatever's next. But I just, that part is so fun (laughs) to get to know and to have kind of this company that's built on the shoulders of so many people who have come before it. And the way that it's going to look in another 10 years is going to be because of those who have been a part of it and have, you know, left their fingerprints on it too, helped it become better. So I love that.
0: And are your parents still deeply involved in the business?
1: No. My my dad, I think, will always be till the end of his day. <laughs> he's involved in uh, and always has been kind mm-hmm. of a hands-on guy, just a brilliant, he loves to build and fix things and, and handles all the reparations and all the uh, build-out type stuff. And he's basically our maintenance guru, dude, right? So if anything's mm-hmm. going wrong, somebody's hitting him up and he just phew, goes and fixes a, <laughs> a grinder or a... You know, the machines, whatever's happening. So my mom used to do all the bookkeeping and back-end stuff financially. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she settled into kind of a, a career as a school nurse and loves that right now and is uh, has replaced herself. And so we have a cool uh, CFO that's been involved and, and took over where she left off. But my mom was self-taught, and she was just a wizard, you know, did so good, so detail-oriented and really is you know my mom and dad are really the unsung heroes of this whole thing they've because they've been frugal because they've been careful with spending because they've you know not I've always wanted to grow very aggressively Mm -hmm. and like conquer the world like let's go hundreds of locations you know but they're just so wise and so smart and so it's been such a cool balance they've let me be the face of the company and and really the visionary and the dreamer and the one who gets to to build the people and and the company and the brand so I've been very fortunate to get to, you know, do that role. No formal college experience, no business experience, just kind of diving in head first and not looking back. Like there's only one option here and we must succeed. So we figured it out. I've had great mentors, you know, a- alongside us for all these years. But uh, yeah, such a fun family endeavor. Mm-hmm. And my wife, anything good that comes from me, it's because I, <laughs> I asked her about it at home and and she she gave me good wisdom, good advice, and I was able to bring that to the table. But we're looking at integrating her, actually, after 16 years. You know, she's been a homemaker, real estate agent, raising our our boys. I have three boys, 16, 13, 11. But she's going to kind of come in and help be a fresh set of eyes as we think about the future, how we want to maybe remodel the interior space, re, you know, refresh it a bit. And she'll help with a lot of our retail and customer experience type stuff in the future. So pumped to have her on board in that arena.
0: Oh, that is very exciting. That's something I know my sisters wanted to get into is, and specifically coffee shop interiors, because of the hospitality portion of that, as well as how traffic flows through a space. So yeah, there's, there are so many pieces to that. It's beautiful. It's complex.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. you're right. And we call That's it the wonderful. dance. And you know, every location has a kind of a different dance or a different rhythm, mostly because we didn't get a chance to design every location that we we acquired. Sometimes they were failed uh, restaurants or cafes or other you know failed coffee shops, and so we would have to come in, kind of reimagine with what we had set up. But we would just we create a good workflow, a, a dance, you know, the most efficient flow that we can you work with in that space and, and we're constantly looking at that how do we get better how do we get quicker how do we make it more efficient with less steps and that's that's uh, also what keeps every day pretty fresh for us there's always <laughs> something to work on always sure.
0: always something to grow i do want to ask do you have coffee shops in washington that you recommend for people who have not been to washington
1: Yes, most definitely. Huge shout out to uh, Five Stones Coffee. They're in like Redmond, uh, Kirkland, Bellevue, I believe, is their newest location. But Five Stones Coffee is doing incredible things. Another dear friend of mine, it's a couple, Kenan and Kenzie Maurer. they run Ebony and Ivory Coffee. And so they have two locations and they're in their first year, just, just over their first year in business, had uh, two locations that they're operating and running. And they're also, they're just young entrepreneurs getting after it. Kenan's in real estate and Kinsey started a cleaning um, company as well. And so they like run three companies and they're in their early 20s and they're just really an inspiring couple. Those two for sure are must visits. Ebony and Ivory has their flights. Like they've really done well with creating coffee flights. And every month they kind of drop a new flight uh, for people to come check out. So, just I guess flights, coffee flights are all the rage these days. <laughs> back to Five Stones, they have some incredible, incredibly well-designed cafes that are just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, those would be the two. I are top of mind for me.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you for recommending those. I'm sure people will go check them out. including myself. I'm adding them to my list.
1: <laughs> One more came to mind. You got to check out Craft. 19 Ooh. Uh, espresso and crepery. That was one of the very first clients that I got to actually work with in consulting and man, they've done an incredible job just crushing it with delicious crepes and, and leveling up their coffee. So really simple menu, but they've just added so much flavor to the Sumner community. And then a fourth shout out to electric coffee in Sumner, Washington as well. So you have electric coffee in Sumner, you have Craft uh, 19 in summer as well, and then up north, um, Five Stones, and then down south is Ebony oh, and Ivory. Yeah, man, excited to get to do this thing called coffee in in this day and age. And you know, gosh, man, we just hope that if you're listening, hey, come visit one of your local anthems. Our tagline is, "Live loud, love louder." And we just hope that you'll be inspired, you know, by the beverage you drink, the people you meet, the experience you have uh, so that you can live loud, love louder in life. And yeah, seize the day. There you go. (laughs)
0: Well, I'm inspired. I'm ready to get up and go.
1: (laughs) I know I'm ready for my sixth cup of coffee. Let's go. (laughs) I love this stuff. Laura, thank you so much for your kindness and for just facilitating a great interview and love this project that you've done. I'm going to listen to this back to some podcast episodes that you've created. This is really a a fun endeavor that you've taken on. Well done.
0: Oh, thank you. It's been quite a journey. I've learned so much and it's very, very humbling. I feel very honored to be able to do this and to have this space with you and other shop owners. It means a lot to me. And I really do hope that it changes the coffee world just ever so slightly. Even if it's just one person's life, it would be great.
1: (laughs) I know it will. I totally know it'll have an impact. So Keep on the great work, okay?
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Yeah, this has been so great.